still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, a.k.a. Black Bruce Ring, here with... Ali, a.k.a. Moment of Silence for the Champions. <laughs> Raj, a.k.a. I had way too much f- champagne. Kendrew, a.k.a. Julius Irving. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why him? Why'd you, ruin, you just ruined the night I know, with that. that was awful. Oh, God. Well, I mean, it was that or a Ky- Kyrie Irving, but whatever. Hey, Lakers won their 17. <laughs> Who cares? Let's Woo! get on with it. Can we restart this? That just killed the whole vibe. Time out. Let me give a quick shout out to my man, Dwight Howard, who did not play until the waning minutes and hit a 35-foot three-pointer <laughs> in game six of the NBA can, Finals. Can you just yeah. imagine that someone put a bet for Kyle, uh, for Dwight Howard to hit a three-pointer in this game and just Wait. made bank? Wait, when did he Wait. hit this? I did not see Hold this. Hold up, yeah, Rush, Rush, you didn't watch like the last minute of the game, <laughs> did you? I saw the bottom of my cup a lot. Like, I did not see Dwight Howard hit a three. I did not see that. Raj was out here streaking through the streets of L.A. during the last two minutes of the game. <laughs> Y'all this serious? dude he was running three? around in the Inland Empire, just, like, naked on a bike, just going Yo, crazy. But actually, did you see Staples Center right now? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, people we, are. We ain't Ooh. going there. We, we, this is a happy pod. This is a happy pod. <laughs> Yeah, th- during a pandemic? No, sir. No, we we are not. We are. If I don't care if someone gave it to you, navigation. We're not going there. All right, let's keep it on the positive. <laughs> I got oh, asthma, bro. Scary. Like I'm, I'm, I, I got a pre-existing condition, bro. We ain't doing this. You know who else had asthma? Javale McGee, three-time championship, one behind Shaq. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not doing. No, no, no. no. What is we're up with you? That. I know. Can't what in the world was that? <laughs> Just compared Javale to Shaq. Yo, shout out, to ja- rings, dog. shout out to JaVale McGee for calling Kosta Zanzacumpo the real Greek freak out here. Yeah, that was so funny. That, he's like the first to win it. The first to win it. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Hey, look, man. Look, man. I know we're going to get to him later, but KCP was the first sleeper agent. Kosta's might be the second sleeper agent. Let's keep it a stack. And it's incredible to think about the fact that KCP has more championships than Dominique Wilkins. That's crazy, it's just, bro. That's, let's just marinate on that for a second. <laughs> like, the dude who the Lakers specifically signed just so they can have that clutch connection, it's all full circle over here. That's crazy. All right. Before we get to KCP, let's, we, have, we, have, we have some, um, some, you know, LeBron won finals MVP, so we'll get to him last. But we have some of our own, our own Lakers 2020 championship MVPs to discuss and uh, we're going to talk about Kuz first. But before we get there, let's just just real quick. I'm a, I'm going to say a little something, and then we'll go in a circle. You know, I'm here. I'm here in Virginia. This is the first time. I don't know. We're on Zoom. I don't know where the circle's going. It's different for all of us. So we're going to have to figure out the order. I'm here right. in Virginia, right? This is the first time I've gotten to watch Lakers playoff basketball with my dad in 10 years. I got to watch Oof. a dynamic Laker duo win a ring with my father the reason i'm a lakers championship it's just it's a bit it's been a bit of a year it just means a lot to me you know what i'm saying it means a lot to me so before we get goofy before we get too happy i just want to say thank you to the los angeles lakers thank you genie bus thank you rob palenka you know what i'm saying i think i think everyone's been through a lot this year and to watch the lakers championship it's just it's a beautiful thing my girlfriend's here she don't really like lebron but she came here <laughs> to watch the lakers wrap it up with me it's just a beautiful thing i'm happy right now you know what i'm saying ali are you happy Dude, I, I don't know if you could tell, but I haven't left the smile hasn't left my face this whole entire time. Uh, no, but for real, like stuff like this. Only too happy. Andrew, yeah, yeah. it's a little bit. Stuff like like stuff like this just brings, you know, memory. Like we're not gonna forget this moment at all. Like this is something that's why I remember uh I one my my girlfriend asked me to watch the game with her. But like I genuinely, like you said, like I won in this moment with my dad. Like you know, like one thing we learned with this, like with these last ten years, is you know it doesn't happen that often. Like you don't know when the next one. It, the nope. next one could be in another ten years. It ain't guaranteed. Yep. It ain't guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Nope. So like Kendrick, don't say anything. I know you want to say something. No, I no. That, I I'm going over. Uh, okay, so Anthony Davis said this earlier at a pre- press conference. I think like before the final started. It was like, yeah, Rondo hasn't been in the finals for 10 years. Dwight hasn't been there for 11 years. Like, we can't take this moment for granted. And they didn't. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, like, 
stuff like this, you just really have to just enjoy the moment. Like take every second in and just just bask in it. It's it's fuck. It's it's awesome. I I can't stop cheesing. It's it's wild, man. Like I. I just keep thinking, like, I, I remember very vividly, like, the last time that they won, just because, like, each of those sort of, like, memories kind of, like, like, I left, in 2010, I left my college orientation early, like, I almost didn't register for my classes when I needed to, <laughs> just so I can get to my homie Patrick's place, so I can watch the Game 7, that's June 17, 2010, I'm not forgetting that date, and, like, this moment right here, like, we, October 11, man, that's so weird, what? you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, right? Right? Like, think about it. We're not going to have another game <laughs> till February. Like, what? That sounds so weird to say. Which is like fine though. Like, everybody's got to rest up. And honestly, if they're going to do a bubble thing again, like, spend time with their families. Like, you got to do something. You know what I mean? Like, right. we can't end up like the NFL, which we're not going to talk about because they're like failing as a league right now. But um, hold up, Raj. Yes. How you feel, bro? Things oh, were things were very different for you. When this season started, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's been a very eventful season, bro. It has. It has. You know what? Like, let's be honest. 2020 has been a pretty, like, tough year for everybody, right? Coronavirus and all that stuff. So, like, the Lakers are pretty much the only positive. Like, I tweeted that before the fourth started. Like, you should appreciate every single moment of what's going on here. And, look, I started watching basketball in 07. The Lakers were in the finals the next three years. I was like, oh, this is how it works. Like, these, this team is just here. This is just what happens. And all, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, you know, seven or eight years go by, nine years go by, and, like, no, that's not how it works. So, yeah, it's been amazing. Obviously, like, the Twitter, whatever, that thing has been growing like crazy. But, like, just the community that's been here has been amazing and just – being able to watch this has been cool. I'm way too drunk for this, but like this has been just uh, just an amazing moment for everybody. And being to watch it with my mom, and like you know, I oh, teared up when Anthony Davis talked started talking about Kobe Bryant when he was like, "Yeah, I was winning to make him proud." You know, we lost in the Mamba jerseys, but we came out even stronger after because we lost in the Mamba jerseys. And you know, I don't know how anyone didn't get a tear in their eye from that. And it was just, I was like, I'm not gonna cry. My mom's like, "You're gonna fucking cry. You're gonna cry." I was like, no, I'm not gonna cry. And then I had some tears coming. So it was it was amazing. I, I no, yeah, that's sorry, go ahead. No, so uh so you weren't I, I'm not sure uh like Rick or Ali, like how vivid your memories are about like Kobe and Shaq, but like when it came to like how dominant they were through the first three rounds of the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I honestly think the Lakers win last game if AD is not hobbled. Um sure. but just watching how Braun and AD like kind of work together, it really did remind me of uh, like a Kobe Shaq sort of dynamic. I know it's been hammered home. I don't know how many times, like it is a lot different from, you know, Kobe Powell, Lamar, because that seemed yeah. like it was more of a concerted team effort sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw what happened in uh, 08 with uh, Bynum hurt, mm-hmm. but right. like the way that Braun and AD really took things, it, it really did remind me. Uh, and it brought me back to those days of Kobe and Shaq. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, my my whole thing is like I, I in my eyes, and I don't want to like bring down or anything, in my eyes, I still don't think they're like that level of Kobe and Shaq they can get there. But with Kobe and Shaq, like I always felt when I was watching them, and again, I was a little kid when I was watching them. I remember it vividly, but like I was also young. I was never <laughs> maybe it's just difference because I was really young, but I was never nervous. Like I went into each game no. like, yeah, this is over. Like, I was never nervous. Every series, I'm like, no, nah, Lakers got this. It's easy. And, but, you know, these series, you know, you got a little nerves in you. You're like, all right, all right, we can, you know, like, they won, Miami won game two, two games. Like, you know, you got a little nervous. But with Kobe and Shaq, it wasn't like that. But that being said, like, LeBron and AD are the closest thing to it. Like you said, they're not like Kobe and Powell. They're they're definitely a tier above that. Um, but, like, they're just an unreal duo. And, you know, I think there's a great chance of them bringing it back next year, but you can, ne- like you, we talked about earlier, you can, you never, you can never bank on that stuff. You never know what's going to happen, but I'm always confident with these two. Like with these two, I, I think you can always win it all the way. Can I just say real quick? I think you're right. When we were younger, bro, it was like almost like a guarantee. I was like, of course they're going to win. They're amazing. I was that awesome. Yeah. I was that cocky kid who was like, <laughs> someone, someone who knew the NBA way more than I did was like, no, but you understand like New Jersey blown. I'm just like, 
<laughs> I'm just that kid who's like, yeah, right. We have Kobe Shaq. No way. But that's the thing. Like we're older now. So we know like when, 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 before game one, we were like, man, Goron might give us yeah. some trouble in the pick and roll. He does yeah, things exactly. that like, yeah. we, we can't necessarily <laughs> account for. Like we know the game and we're like, oh man, bam, he's such a mobile big. Oh my God. He can kind of yeah. stretch out the defense to 18, 19 feet. <laughs> exactly. But like, and, and that- and as a kid, you're like Keith Van Horn and Todd McCullough. I'm who are those exactly, guys? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. I want to. I want to move forward. I want to move forward to the game because I want to give. I want. I want to give flowers where they do. But let me just. Let me just transition by saying this last piece. I don't think I've ever said this on the pod before. And when at this when this season started, I had a very poor relationship with basketball. Right. I was working at the NBA. I was working in the replay center and the game operations center every night, watching stupid stuff, like watching basketball for the dumbest stuff. And I and I did not enjoy it. And my bas- <laughs> my relationship with basketball changed. I'm sitting here like, does his do his socks have the logo on them? Is his headband backwards? Is he have more than two bands on his Sorry, left wrist real, real quick real quick basically everything that you just said is what goes on in chris paul's mind when that dude's playing basketball yeah, basically, basically. Hold, was, hold, 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 hold. Hey, hey 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 that dude sure so tucked so all you're saying is <laughs> I, all you're saying is i was an underpaid chris paul which thank you i appreciate um but now <laughs> i quit my job i get to enjoy this this uh this this championship as a fan which i haven't been able to do i haven't been able to enjoy basketball as a fan for the last four years and as such i get to say things that I wasn't allowed to publicly say for the past four years. So with Uh-oh. that being said, let's move forward to the next segment of the pod, and let's talk about the five MVPs of the Los Angeles Lakers uh, season. Talking first about my man, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Look, brah, I just want to say first and foremost, I love Kyle Kuzma. I'm glad we have one young player from the uh, baby Laker era on the team. That man got a lot better. You know what I'm saying? He was terrible defensively. He was a turnstile. And he ended up getting a lot better defensively. He also ended up regressing a lot defensively. I I, I will say those first two playoff series, though, against Portland and Houston, that dude really showed out. And we've got to give him recommendations for that. I get that he lost the F. The I was going to say fuckboy battle, but I didn't want to. I well, Rick has to censor that now. I'm not. Uh, I'm not editing this podcast. <laughs> so he lost that against MPJ. Speak and on then it. he he lost that against uh, Tyler Hero too. Speak on it. Sadly, um, but I guess you know if you're going to be playing against your ex's new man, um, that affects you a ton. But you know it. It's been incredible because like I remember tweeting his rookie season. Kyle Kuzma is what Boston Celtics fans thought Jason Tatum would be. And now I'm over here like, oh, damn, I've never been more wrong than this. Call me just right, Cole. But yeah, man, like Kuz, honestly, if he keeps improving in the ways that he can and we know that he can, because like defensively, like outside of AD and Braun, I thought he was the only one who really could do anything against Jimmy Butler this series. I know that's like a not popular take. But Kuz, Kuz can do what he can defensively. If he can hit those shots, he could be the 3 and D guy that we need. Yeah, no, and not just that. Like, Kuz, I don't know how many people his age and with his kind of confidence would take on a role that he did. Right. Like, I think if, you know, a lot of other guys his age would be like, no, like, I need the ball in my hands way more. But instead, Kuz instantly, from the beginning of the season, bought in and just did what was asked of him. Like, he just... Like I said, bought into his role, and he just matured so much this season. And I think genuinely, a championship and the way he bought into his role, like that's going to help his contract a lot. So he, a lot of players would think that they need to go on their own team, have the ball in their hands to build up their contract. But I think Kuz did that by just doing what was asked of him and winning that championship. So I'm gonna I'm quote Jay Cole. He's like, "Let me take y'all back, man. So I'm gonna take y'all back to 2017 Summer League. Uh, yeah, 2017 Summer League, and this was." I believe a game against Boston. So it was like the Lonzo hype was on its like craziest train. And I was, I was there. I was, I was trying sitting uh, in the summer league stands and then Lonzo was playing. And, but this dude Kuzma was just like scoring like crazy. I think like he just kept scoring baskets. I was like, who the hell is that? You know, this is way before we follow the draft and all that stuff. And he ended up with like 31 points. And I remember telling my friend who was sitting there, I was like, I like this Kuzma guy. He's like, bro, you like all the young Laker dudes. I was like, all right. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. And then obviously that rookie year happened. And dude, rookie rookie year Kuz is like a legit thing. I'm gonna tell my kids, like or grandkids or whatever the hell. Like 
that was a legit thing. He, he made first team all rookie. He was getting all the shots. Um, he was averaging like 18 a game on like pretty good efficiency. And then obviously the next years happened the way they happened from three. I think. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, but now to like, see what his role is, he dyed his hair blonde. He was injured to start the year um, to all those things. And now, like, like you said, Kendry, he was defending Jimmy Butler better than like most of the, most of the team. I think they trusted him, AD and LeBron to cover Jimmy in single coverage pretty much. And Marquise Morris a little bit, other guys, they started sending help, but he was the only guy that really allowed him to kind of like, just sit there and, and defend him. And Jimmy Butler on one possession tonight went at him three times, couldn't score on him. And I thought that was the best thing. Everyone looks at his shooting percentage. Obviously it wasn't great. He had nine threes in the finals, like any shot, like a pretty bad percentage, but Kuzma's growth is just amazing watching a guy who like didn't have a defensive stance last year, in my opinion, to now being able to like defend Jimmy Butler on the highest stages is, is just great. My bad. I got ice in my mouth. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's it. <laughs> I'm trying to let it melt. <laughs> do, some, do some ASMR right now. What's that mean? What What you mean? What's that mean? All I know is that's a 21 Savage song. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Savage works too, though. You chew on the ice right in front of the mic like this. All right, good. He got the he got the he got the Yeti you wanted to get, Raj. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was sold out. Yeah. (laughs) All right, all right. Just quick, real quick. I'm glad we got the Kuz conversation out the way. I'm moving forward. Rajon Rondo, bruh. Rajon Rondo, bruh. The way, like, the way this man can hit the fillet finger roll, the English yeah. off the back, like it was like it was 08 again, bruh. I do not know. I know he hates the name, but like we, we've established that playoff Rondo is real. The thing that got me was when he hugged LeBron. They had a slow-mo of him hugging LeBron when the My confetti God, was falling dude. down. Mm-hmm. Yo, I just I fell for him, bro. He is the sec- only the second player ever, obviously, to win a championship with the Lakers and Celtics. The other dude, nobody knows who that is. Corey Lavalette, nobody cares, bro. Rajon Rondo, bro, he uh, he stuck with us, right? He was a Laker last year, bro. He saw the trash, the crap, the dysfunction, and he stuck by. He brought AD, well, helped bring AD, and he helped, he helped make AD better. Every game, he was in AD's ear, bro. Rajon Rondo, I appreciate you. Next. Not just that. He gave us a great moment last season with the Houston fight. Um, oh, yeah. and, <laughs> hold up real quick. Anybody who two pieces, Chris Paul got my love. Continue. <laughs> oh, um, not like, like I said, not just that, but Rondo, it's funny. We bagged on him all season long, like literally all season. We're like, what is this? He can't play in the playoffs. If he plays in the playoffs. He's going to destroy us. Like we can't have this. Like it's just, I can't, why is he getting minutes? I guess all along, everyone on that team knew that there is a playoff Rondo when we, even when like none of us, Every Lake fan was like, this isn't a thing. I guess, I guess it is a real thing. Like the fact, like he just turned it up to a whole other level. And mind you, some playoff games, like there were moments when playoff Ron, I mean, when regular season Rondo came back to play, but I feel like that was in games yeah, last game. where it wasn't that important. Like, every, you know, everyone wasn't playing well. And the like him playing his probably his best game in the playoffs in the final game, like that just goes to show like he just chooses when he wants to go off. Mm-hmm. And I guess we he, he's going to be a Laker next season. Like, you know, he's going to buy go For into sure. that contract. And during the regular season, he's going to be trash, and we just have to accept <laughs> it. <laughs> he's, he's earned the right. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, like the wins, he prov- he provides when it matters the most. And that's the important thing, except for, you know, last game. Um, but the fact that, like, there were multiple oh. times, like, um, where it was just like, the defense wasn't really paying attention to him. And he was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just going to drive it in and lay it up. And, All right. I guess I'll do it again now. And I was just like, I, I was watching this. I was just like, if, if you're letting Rajon Rondo in the year of our Lord 2020 do this to you, like that dude had like 13 points at the half or something like that. And I was just like, it's a wrap. <laughs> like this is uncalled for, you know what I mean? But I mean, it is. It would be really interesting to see what happens if he does stay um, on the team. I mean, he probably will, but I prefer if the Lakers had somebody else. Um, but then again, we'll see if that person can outperform Rajon Rondo in twenty twenty one. But you know, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, I mean, like, was he missing these shots on purpose in the regular season? Like, because 
just rewatching the games, like there's nothing different. The only difference is like he's making the shots now. Like all those little flips at the rim wouldn't go in during the regular season, but now they all go in somehow. They all bounce in. Um, his passes are pretty much the same. They just like now get to the person. Like before, like he would throw these ridiculous <laughs> like no look passes, and they wouldn't even be close. But now it's like perfect touch, like right into 80s um, shooting hand when he's like front when he's getting fronted in the post and all those kind of things. So I really don't know what it is. I mean, he's just maybe he's just a guy that plays better when the lights are brightest. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously he's going to give us headaches again next year. That's pretty much going to be guaranteed. But the ring was worth it, and he's 100% going to be on the team next year. I low-key, like when I was watching him, I was like, man, he looks like somebody who's fin to retire, bro. <laughs> like like, <laughs> at, like after, not during the game, not during the game. Right. I just mean like like – I, w- I would just feel such peace if I was him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like it's like his career's really come full circle. He wins his first championship with the Celtics. He wins the second one with the Lakers with a guy that he honestly probably because AD said this when he was in New Orleans with Boogie and Rondo. He said he felt like that was his first time to win a championship. If he right. felt that way, there's no doubt Rondo felt that way too. So he gets mm-hmm. to win this championship in LA with this guy who he thinks he had a chance with, you know, once before. I don't want him to because I want to see playoff Rondo again next year, but yeah, I'm just saying. Real quick, that dude has more championship rings than Paul Pierce does now, and that's all that matters. Keep doing that throughout <laughs> the pod. Um, and the thing that you know is, like, the second Rondo does retire, you know if he wants it, the next season he'll get a – like, not maybe not a coaching position, but somewhere, like an assistant coach somewhere, he's going to get it if he wants it. He has more rings. He's got such a high basketball IQ. He has more rings than who, Kendrew? Just wanted to make sure I heard that right. Uh, it's uh, censored. Uh, censored. Okay, there we go. That's how to make sure. Uh, redacted. Yeah, there we there, go. There's, there's more to that list, though. He's got more championships than, like, Paul George, too, I think. Oh, yes. Uh, we have the same amount of championships as Paul George, to be honest. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Pete Zayas has more championships than Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Pete, the god. Came a long way from his, how does Yi Jingliang fit with oh, the lake? Man. My goodness. Oh, All man. right. Um, Speaking I, of full circle. Oh, I, sorry. I was just alerted to something. I didn't, I didn't put this on the agenda for the pod, but because we're talking about point guards for the Lakers, we would be remiss to not discuss the GOAT, the God, <laughs> the point God, Alice Caruso, who started <laughs> an elimination game in the NBA Finals for the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Lakers. Shout out to Eric Steffens from uh, SB Nation who said uh, Magic Johnson starting at center game six equals Alex Caruso starting in the finals game six. <laughs> but honestly, though, as it's, it's messed up because as funny as the joke's going to be, as like weird as the memes can be, shout out to Clutch Points, Alex Caruso, you could see how well that defense played with him in the starting lineup. And we got him in such a team-friendly contract next year. He's got to start. That dude's incredible. One crazy thing is, like, that's the Alex Caruso story. That guy was playing in the G League last season. Like, that's his his whole turnaround, just, like, his perseverance and everything is unreal. And – when he after next season his contract is up, I hope he's a Laker for life. But his like he's gonna get a solid contract. Like I'm so happy for him. It's ridiculous. And like you said, he his his playing time is gonna go up next season. And he's just he, a lot of people owe Mike Trudell an apology for the whole Lou Williams comment. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. Like people when people heard that, they're like, "Are you crazy? This guy's a six man." Blah blah. blah. And I get that. By all means, I get that. If a team needs a score, you'd want Lou Will more than Caruso. But if there's one player you pick, it's going to be Caruso. If like he just brings that championship, not just championship, not championship mentality, but just like a overall, he can do everything out there for you. And every team needs that kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Ali, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but like I remember last the only reason I remember Alex Caruso plays in the G League last year is because like when I went to the G League game and you were covering him for like the um South Bay Lakers uh film room. And, yeah, South SV SV Lakers film room. I think I did that right. And then um I was like I was hoping Alex Caruso was playing, but he didn't play that night. But then like we were talking, you're like, Yeah, he looks like he's kinda annoyed to be still being 
to still be in the G yep. League. Yep. I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like, you know what I mean? Because he's not, he hasn't made a real name for himself yet. But now, like, I see why. Because you could actually obviously tell that. It was, it was crazy because every time he played in the G League, he played terrible. Yeah. And then as soon as the Lakers would call him up, he played so well. And you're like, and you could just see when he was out there, it was, it's funny because it's kind of like Rondo where he would just try things that he yes. wouldn't do in a basketball game, like in like with the Lakers. Yeah. Like he's just doing like no look passes and he's trying to go for crazy layups. And you're watching this and you're like, that's not you, <laughs> but you can tell he's just trying to do stuff that he normally doesn't do. So he's like, why not? Yeah. I remember when you told me that I'm like, who does he think he is doing that? Like he doesn't even have his name yet. Like in the league yet. He's out. <laughs> he's like, make, he's like annoyed at being at the G league, but now I kind of see why. And like, I don't know, like, I don't know if this is being, like, too, I don't know. But can you name, like, five better perimeter defenders that you would want than Alex Caruso? Like, just think about it. Like, could you name five perimeter, like, guard, perimeter guard? Obviously, not, not wings. Patrick Beverly. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Five <laughs> perimeter guard defenders that you would rather have than Alex Caruso. AJ Barea. Um... <laughs> and, like, the Lakers next year, in my opinion, have the two best. I think Avery Bradley was is as good as, like, a pressure on-ball defender as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, Alex Caruso might be better. Like, just, like, well, just like thinking about it, like, yeah. watching it is, is crazy. A lot of – Real quick. We're going to get almost the same team from this season because a lot of them have the, the right. option to Player option. pop in. And so, yeah. And so, I think most of them are going to do it. The only well, – that's for another day. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think most of them – That's the next pod. Yeah. If, yeah. If Caruso can carry over his three point shooting, mm-hmm. like, do like for he was shooting like what before this game I think or before uh, the last game too he was shooting around forty percent from forty percent. Yeah. If Alex Caruso can play that kind of defense and shoot that well from three, he's th- that's a bargain if we get him. For, that's that, a fifteen million dollar player, right? I, I honestly think that's at least like an eighteen million dollar player. Yeah. Like that, you're not it. That's so difficult to get a three and D player from a point guard position, kind of thing. And the wild thing is, he and Lonzo Ball, who we touted as our savior for so long, still is mine. I, that's he crazy. Lakers <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you've got the defense. I mean, Caruso's not doesn't operate as well as Lonzo in terms of like being able to like have those hit aheads or those outlet passes, but like it's kind of uncanny how he's kind of like Lonzo ball light. Mm -hmm. And the thought of him and Lonzo ball playing for the Lakers, I'm kind of just like, that would be the most annoying perimeter defenders to have, you know, Yeah. which, you know, that would be tight. I'm not sure if you guys saw, but uh, a late, uh, a a site in London actually put out those uh, swingman shirt jerseys, the jerseys with the Jordan brand. Mm -hmm. And number two, Lonzo Ball in the back. So, what do the Brits know? <laughs> I I don't think it's that you know far off. Like again, hey, pod for another day. Yeah, yeah. pod for another day, but clutch. not that far off. Yeah, keeping uh keeping the discussion on players on this year's roster, this year's championship winning roster. I gotta. I want to. I want to make a a public apology. Um, on this year podcast several months ago. I once called this man Contavious Cost of Doing Business Pope. <laughs> I said that on wax. Oh yes, I, I apologize. Also once, <laughs> also once was referenced as the binary mamba in reference to a st- certain stat line that he had. And little did I know that he would be the third most important piece on a championship team. Contavious Caldwell Pope, I apologize, sir. You have proven me wrong. I respect you immensely. Let's give KCP his flowers. That's our, that's our third was, best player. That I was going to say this. Listen, I don't know about regular season wise. Like, it was always different, but playoffs wise, that goes to KCP. He was he was without a doubt him or like Rondo was our third best player in the playoffs. Like he he turned it around completely. He was in a sense the Robert Ori of the team. Like where he's just hitting clutch baskets for us and like timely threes. He just brought so much energy. And I, I forgot, I just like he's he was he was huge for us. And I'm not gonna say we couldn't win it without him, but my God, would that play us in hard without him? 
I, Ali, I'm going to say it. We don't win these playoffs without him. Like we don't, yeah. we don't win these playoffs without KCP. The, the clutch baskets is a thing that like really is the most interesting to me. Cause I did not see that coming. Like he was not that through the year, all through the last couple of years, he was not hitting like clutch baskets. Um, and my favorite thing was like, he would always go hundred miles per hour. Right. Like he'd always be like super fast. He'd have these like yeah. Sonic, the hedgehog freaking boosters. <laughs> he would, like he would like, he would like, you know, vomit all over himself when he gets to the rim. Like he would never finish. The ball would go. He'd always, delay it. He'd, he'd always go like, like flick the wrist up right. at the rim. Yes, yes. Bounce right off the backboard. Or like, you remember, we'd be like, nothing is more uncertain than a KCP in transition. Do you remember? Like that was Yo, real. Like that was real. That was like, there's nothing more uncertain in the fair. world than KCP in transition. And now like he to gets the ball fair. in transition. I'm like, it's a dunk. It's a layup. He's going to finish. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> He yes. was wearing an ankle monitor. Yeah, I, you know what? It it makes a difference because I feel like a lot of our ideas, our, our opinions of KCP were tainted by that 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 initial kind of like this guy for real. You know what I'm saying? Was, and and to be honest, he said it himself. He had to work through that discomfort because imagine that, right? Like you're not with your team half the time. He works through it. He became low key an integral part of our culture, like for real, for sure. And- but like to our defense, like he was making 18 million per year that first year we signed him. And then he like started like one, like two for 18 or something from three. I remember it was some terrible stat. And we're like, Rob Palinka just called this dude like mana from heaven. And like this dude couldn't hit a shot for Luke Walton. But uh, yeah, now it, it's crazy. He was the third best player. He was the finals MVP third running if there was a uh, a vote for that. So yeah. What's funny is too, is you always heard about like players who like benefited from the bubble or like you know, they they their play decreased because of the bubble. I think KCP is someone who benefits because, like, I, I'm not saying he he'll fold like under that pressure or anything like that. But like clearly, he he brought it to a whole different level in that bubble. Like he he was a different player. He's a hooper, man. When it when it when it's just yeah. when it's just him in the game, yeah, he shows up. Yeah, he, he performs the game. That's, um, that's the best way to put that. You know, it's it's funny because it's funny because I I remember my first my first interaction with KCP wasn't even when he was a Laker, right? It was when you know that that news dropped that he turned down a four year eighty million dollar contract <laughs> with the Pistons, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it turns out that that was the greatest decision he could have made, both for him and also for my mental sanity. <laughs> Thank you, you, KCP, for knowing your worth more so than the internet pundits. You knew what you were was, worth, and it might not have been $85 million on that day, but it was worth a ring on this day. So, shout out. It's four years, $80 million, right? Yeah. yeah. You think he ever gets that kind of contract still? Doesn't He's matter. He's made it up, though. Yeah, you can't, you can't buy a ring with $80 million. Yeah. There we go. And yep. one of the things is, like, he was that initial connection to Clutch, right? Like, if we don't – if the Lakers don't sign him – does he relay those like, hey man, they treat us really well over here to Braun and Chris Paul? Does, and Chris Paul. <laughs> sorry, Rich Paul. God damn. Oh, I am I, so sorry. I thought, guys. You was trying to, I thought you were trying to do a future. I am so sorry. No, I mean, hey, I, I, I'm going to put it out there. If not Lonzo Ball, Kyle Lowry. Oh, I thought Chris you was, Paul. Chris Paul's a Nick, bro. Let's leave that alone. Fellas. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, Sam. <laughs> Can we enjoy this sure ring? Well. Like, come on now. I don't... <laughs> hey, job's not done until we not job's not done until we're above the Celtics. Uh, okay. I, I could be I could be wrong, but I think Kyle Lowry has one more year on his contract. Wow. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. We're yeah, not talking about no, that. We that. are moving, we're moving on on our list. So of future players. free agents. Um oh, we uh, we're moving Doug, on our Doug, list. This is for like two weeks from now. Come on yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not but, starved for content right man, now. Man, you started this, Kendrew. <laughs> I know, but I corrected my actions and bring us back on track here, baby. Hey, really quick before we go on, shout out Tan five zero eight seven nine two nine four. Shout Yo, that's, out Tan. No joke. That's either KCP's burner or it's Zane's burner. It's one of the two. How how amazing would that be if it was really Zane's? <laughs> anyway, all right, moving shout forward. Shout out Zane though. Shout moving, out Zane. Moving. Shout, shout out Zane. Zane always. 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 Shout out Zane. Um, moving forward, my man, my man, the the man himself, the man who we gave up Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball. Josh Hart and unnamed ninth graders for Dwight Howard. <laughs> the man who ended up playing five in place of Dwight Howard, even though he didn't want to. Russo. Shout out to stop it. Shout out to Anthony Davis, bro, <laughs> because that was one of the most epic finals performances, save for one game that I've ever seen in my entire life. 
it, 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 it came to the point where it was more surprising to see him miss a shot than it was to see him make a shot. There were, there were fans that were very upset with that trade because it was, they felt like it was a lot of young guys and those fans stuck through with that, you know, opinion throughout. I don't think there's one Laker fan that'll say that now, all of that, even if it becomes one championship, all of that is absolutely worth the one championship and the memories that today and this season has brought us like for real, he he's, I'm not going to say a Jersey retired, but he's a Laker legend. Like instantly, instantly. Give him the max. Just, just, I don't care. As soon as the clock hits midnight, just give him the max. I don't care. It's, it's crazy to think about. Cause I mean, with all the, What's wild was the fact that people are like, are there question marks regarding how like Anthony Davis fits with LeBron James? LeBron James, one of the best passers of all time. Not just one of the best passers that's not a point guard, just one of the best passers of all time versus a 26, 27-year-old big man who's incredible at the rim, but was just surrounded by nobodies because the management didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? It's it's nuts. It's nuts. But shout out AD. Love you, man. I'm going to get your jersey as soon as that shit turns 23. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Like, when I was around my friends who aren't Laker fans, I was like, you know what? Anthony Davis is great, but I'd like really like to keep Brandon Ingram. Like, I think like Brandon Ingram was like the next guy. Like, dude, you don't want Anthony Davis? Like, no, no, he's good, but like, you know, Brandon Ingram's like coming. And none of that matters. Now, like, obviously, uh, they are two different tiers. I love BI. You know, I started Brandon Ingram Island. It's run by some other people now. But uh, yeah, like, it's just great. Anthony Anthony Davis is amazing. He's 27, might be the best. He's the best defensive player in the world. Might be like top three offensive player when he wants to be. Um, and it was all worth it. Shout out David Griffin for handing us over, handing him over. Um, he's going to sign five years, quadruple million dollars, whatever the money is. None of that matters. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter by now. He, he can have ownership stake if he wants. Like it's that kind of level of uh, when you get a ring with the Lakers. So it's, it's just great. I've, feel blessed to have watched him all year he's to me he's underrated like i watched him obviously you know who the hell he is when you follow the nba you don't know how good he is until you watch him every single night just um murdered people on the defensive end so shout out anthony davis thank you for the great year his game is so smooth like his mid-range game in the playoffs took a whole other level no sense makes no sense zero sense He just literally like he could pull up on anyone. It was it was it was uh I mean he did this all throughout the series, but it was today, it was the third quarter. The game was already over, and he just posted up Andre Iguodala and just hit like a 19-footer over him in the corner on the on the far side corner near the bench. And and he was put when he was posting up, I said out loud, he he can't see him. Like he literally cannot see Andre Iguodala. It doesn't matter, it's just him in the basket. It's pure. Correct uh, correct me if I'm wrong, during the season, like his mid-range shot was a bit off. Like, he had games where it would look nice, and then he'd just go cold from mid-range for, like, a couple games in a row. Yeah. And, like, his just, like, there were a lot of moments where near the end of the shot clock, they gave it to AD, and he just, like, worked his magic in the mid-range. And his, uh, his mid-range uh, shot percentage, if I'm remembering correctly, from prior to the bubble versus, like, while he was in the bubble, I think it jumped, like, at least... 15 to 18% or something like that. It's incredible. Like the sort of adjustments that he made. Um, I, I'm not sure if that's Phil handy. If, I mean, if it is, or like Penberthy, shout out to those two as well. Um, just my God, dude, like that dude, like as, it went from like prior to the bubble, like when he had those shots and he would just take them, I think, Oh no, 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 no. What are you doing? Just, just take it to the rack or something like that. And then, huge. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. And then now I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's fine. That's two points right there. Automatic. And did he finish? Wait, hold on real quick. Did he finish uh, in the 50, 40, 90 um, for this round? Uh, 80? Because I don't think he missed the free throw, right? I'm not. No, sure. he didn't. He missed, he missed a free throw. He missed he two in this game. Oh, okay. He missed two free throws? In this game. Dang. I don't remember that at all. In this game. It was the first free throw he missed all, all, uh, all oh, five wow. as long. I remember. I, those yeah, he's right. he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. This dude worked for the. This dude worked for the NBA. Uh, we got to trust him. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I think. I think we're gonna have a lot of time over the course of the offseason to talk about AD. So, in the interest of time, I want to wrap this up by talking about the Finals MVP. Um, we already talked about Caruso. What are you talking about? 
Yeah. That's amazing. Um yeah, we already talked about Ron though. Look, man, it it, it it took a it took a lot of it took a lot of it took a lot of gall, it took a lot of courage to come here last year with nothing on the nothing on the docket, no no guaranteed system for success like he'd had in other cities and other teams, other franchises. And look, man, he went through it last year. Like he got hurt, Brandon got hurt, Lonzo got hurt. He took a lot of jokes, not just from outside the Lakers, but also Laker fans themselves. And for him to stick with it, man, for him to stick with it and essentially strong arm, not even in like a bad way, like in a, in a physically coercive way or like a persuade, like he was just like, yo, we have an opportunity here. I'm here. You need to trade for Anthony Davis. He convinced Jeannie and Rob do it. And they did it. And the dude puts up triple doubles in the finals. Like it's like, it's commonplace. You know what I mean? Like it was to the point where like, people were like, AD is going to win finals MVP. Right. And you're like, yo, this other dude is averaging a triple double, bro. Like, what do you like? Let's, let's really look at it. Um, shout out LeBron James, man. Lakers were down in the dumps and not like games were fun to watch, but they hadn't even sniffed the playoffs and LeBron James decided, you know what? I'm coming to LA. I trust you guys. And I'm gonna bring this back to the place where it's supposed to be. And here we are. Honestly, that he's a like AD Laker legend for life. He's a finals MVP. His Jersey is going to be hung up here one day. He's, I, he changed the cult like he brought the culture back to LA and hopefully knock on wood for years to come seriously like every every Laker fan that said they're not going to be fans anymore because LeBron came here every single one of them are probably now out there celebrating Staples Center <laughs> how, right how stupid are the people who tried to smear those uh murals with Braun on it man yeah. like those so the crazy thing to me, I, I, I have a friend who was uh, who I was talking to. She was like, "Yeah, my boyfriend. Uh, it's it's really weird. Like ever since LeBron joined the Lakers, like we're just not watching as many uh, basketball games anymore. Like he's a big Kobe fan. I'm like, they're they're really close friends. Like I don't know what what's going on there. You know what I mean? And I was just like, y'all don't get to enjoy this. Like this is probably like one of the best things to happen in 2020. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. Like just yeah. like straight up, I I haven't been this happy like since maybe like February something nice. like that. You know what I mean? And go ahead, go ahead. Oh, oh go ahead. Oh my god. <laughs> I was gonna say, Rick, do you remember our first like when LeBron James signed? So we did a podcast, and you were like, I call my dad. <laughs> you obviously remember because it was your phone call, but like. <laughs> I remember that's it was one of the first bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, one of the first, it was one of the first podcasts we did. You're like, I call my dad and you're like, we're going to the finals. And at <laughs> yeah. that time, we, yeah. at that time, we had Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Luke Wallen, but you're like, it doesn't matter. We're going to the finals. I remember when you said that, we're like, I'm like, oh, I'd be happy with a second round for you. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I'd be happy with like a second round. I did not really like believe that, but like, it's kind of true. Like, the second year, the only year he's healthy. He's back in the finals. I think it's what ten out of eleven years or some ridiculous like reign to the finals. This dude does not lose in previous rounds when he gets in the playoffs. That's just ridiculous. Look at all these superstars. Look at James Harden, who's like trying to get to the Western Conference Finals, like and is like dying to get there. Is like out of breath by Game Four. Like just like <laughs> look at this. Like and I, I was watching tonight, and like since we we're up thirty, you can kind of appreciate just like the freaking genius of it. Like he walked the ball up the floor, used the screen, know exactly where all other nine dudes are on the floor. It's just a ridiculous level of smarts. And like people just see him drive to the rim and think it's all like athleticism and athleticism and powers. And obviously he was God gifted with all those things, but none of that matters without his mind, which is just incredibly ahead of like every single other person on the floor. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited that he's here and uh, you were right. You were a, fortune teller to your dad like uh, <laughs> like he came to the lakers and that means we're going to the finals there's ne- like the goat debate is always up for discussion like people always want to argue it whatever whatnot but lebron there's never been a player that's had this great of a career for this far and that's not even a discussion and- like he the way he takes care of his body the the amount of money i think i forgot what, how much money a year he puts into his body I think it's two million yeah yeah two million right yeah exactly like it's insane what he does and like you can tell he loves this game he respects this game and just he's he's unreal 
I, I will put it out there real quick. I know the GOAT discussion, is, I, I don't want to be involved with it. Like my personal exactly. preferences are there. I, I mean, it's Braun for me. And, but one of the things too is like, how many times has he been favored in the finals versus MJ? MJ's probably been favored like all, all six times that he was there. Braun had to go up against an all-time team in the Golden State Warriors four times. I, he was probably not favored against the Thunder. Probably wasn't favored against the Spurs. Probably, actually, no, he probably was against the Thunder. And then probably like this year he was favored against the Heat. So, According to some models. <laughs> shout out 538. Shout, shout out. <laughs> That's what happens when you name a, a player evaluation stat, Carmelo. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, inefficient. Oh, man. You don't deserve that. I'm getting, I'm getting in trouble for that one. Anyway. <laughs> Look, man, it's just um, it's it's like you said, Raj. Like his his. Uh, I, I remember one time he. Uh, I, I don't know. I forgot when it was, but I just know he like. I don't think he came off a of pick and roll. I think he immediately posted up and posted up on the elbow, and like he just he's going so slow. He's so patient, and I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, pass the ball, go to the basket, do something. And of course, right as I'm thinking that, I think it was Caruso, just like cuts in front of his defender, just face cuts, and Braun just like casually no look bounce pass and i'm like oh that's what he's doing he's setting us up to win the game <laughs> and yeah. he's thinking eight levels ahead of you rick calm down so he plays the game so effortlessly and like he's one of the few players that you have where like you'd be like oh he's not having that great of game and you look at the stats and you're like 24 points 12 rebounds 11 assists and you're like what where did that come from like what did he what his, his impact his impact and, is every and, second yeah, exactly. And that's not the thing. You know why I think that is? Is because we're so accustomed to like his greatness to where like, why doesn't this guy have 40 points, 15 rebounds? Like he, just that kind of night where you're like, oh, he, he's been looking off. And then you look and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I have the same thing with AD because uh, after game one, I was like, man, I feel like AD could have exerted himself more. And I was like, wait, he had 30 and like 14 and yeah. three blocks. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, dude, considering considering how things were like like before July 4th, you know what I mean? Like at the start of the bubble, would you guys have thought that we would have been here? I, I, I always said from the beginning that it was, it, was either, it was either Lakers or Clippers out of the West. I always thought it was one of the two. And I said whichever one went up, went through it, was going to win the whole thing. Andrew, is this like a Chris Manning shout-out? Like is that what this is? Like a little, <laughs> a little, a little we believe thing? Hey, 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 man, my entire existence is just me <laughs> Chris Van Axe thing. Yo, I, I did not even think that, to be completely honest, I did not even think that the bubble was going to finish. Like, I did not no. think the NBA season was going to be. I remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, I, I think we all thought that, like, this shit would have gone down because of COVID. I mean, the NFL did. But um, when it came down to it, like, you know, shout out to them, even though it's kind of taking a step back from everything, all the celebrations, like they really did kind of put a lot of people at risk, whether it's going to be like the workers at Disney, the NBA players themselves, but you know, somehow it worked and we're lucky enough to be able to celebrate number 17, not number 12, Bill Simmons, eat a dick. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and I think on that note, look, man, we're going to have, we're going to have another pod soon. We're going to, we're going to discuss, you know, more in depth, the growth we saw from the, from the players and the team and, and look forward to what the team is going to look like next year. Can they, can they do it again? But right now, man, I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm happy that AD got his, got his shot to prove himself. I'm LeBron. I'm happy that LeBron got his shot to, to prove himself, prove that the wash King was not washed after all. Uh, I'm glad Rondo did it wearing a Jersey that wasn't green. Um, and I'm glad Dion did it after eating too many gummies, man. Cause you know, that matters. That matters. <laughs> Also, congrats to Boogie as well. Boogie's now a champion. Congrats to uh, Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels is now a champion. Shout out Layup, bro. Shout out VC is finest, bro. Congrats to Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley. These are a lot of forgotten Lakers. Um, am I missing anyone? Did anyone else get one that? I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Shout out Devontae Kaycock because he showed me love at Summer League. He dabbed me up in the hallway in the concourse. Shout out that guy. Oh, real quick, real quick, real quick. Jeannie Buss, first female owner to ever have an NBA championship. So shout out to her. I know, I mean, I mean, she 
probably speaks for, I, we probably can't even have like the, just say it like, go ahead. First female governor, you racist. Get out of here, bro. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but shout out to Jeannie and, uh, you know, letting her like do things the way that her brother couldn't. God, goddamn bum. <laughs> also, shout out Rob Palinka. It uh, used to be a. Uh, it used to be Palinka's advocate. I think we can retire that now. Like it's no more Palinka's advocate. It's now just Devil's advocate. We can go back to the general name for it. Um, Rob has earned his place in this franchise, so no more uh, Palinka's advocate. Rob Palinka deserves a separate episode of the Forum Podcast. Yes, I think yes, we got to give it to him. Yes, just wanted to give him a little love here before uh, before we go. One up. more thing, like like I brought up earlier in the pod. Shout out every Laker fan. Enjoy this moment. You know, you never know when the next one's going to come. Don't know. So as much as you can, every moment you can, every second you can, show off this championship to every other fan, any any one of your friends that are fans of other teams. Just just get them all up till February. <laughs> Text them every second you can. Tell them tell them our team's a championship and team. Hey, everyone who talks shit about Kyle Kuzma and Danny Green, you can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> oh, man. And on that note, all positivity, all love. Shout out Danny Green. Shout out Kyle Kuzma. Shout out KCP. Shout out Avery Bradley. Shout out Troy Daniels. Shout out Troy Daniels. Shout out Rajon Rondo. Shout out Jared Dudley, who shot a three as soon as he came in the game today. I love that. <laughs> shout hey. out Quinn Cook. Shout out Jim, Jimmy Butler. Shout out Jimmy Butler. Had a great, oh, great man. series. Respect. Shout out to the Heat, man. Bam Adebayo. Goran Dragic, man. Like, you you have no idea how painful plantar fasciitis is. Like, we saw Powell try to play through it. Like, some of the last years that he was with the Lakers. Like, that dude could barely move. Um, honestly, shout out to Eric Spolstra. Happy Filipino American History Month. Um, shout out to Denver. Shout out to the Blazers. Nah, nah, bumped it. Anyway. Hey, just uh, ignore Paul George's text this summer, Jimmy Butler. Just ignore yeah. it. Leave it on read. Just don't even don't even answer. Just <laughs> let him that, let him continue dude, what he's doing. Don't, that don't dude's answer about to ask if you could join uh <laughs> join Miami. Anyway. Yeah, ignore his text. Ignore his calls. Don't pick up. Anyway, last thing I gotta say, uh JaVel McGee has as many NBA titles as Larry Bird. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's a great. He started off the pod. He started off the pod with saying Javale McGee's one away from Shaq, and now <laughs> Javale McGee tied with Larry Bird. I mean, <laughs> has more than Larry Bird. All right, well, has more or tied. Which one was it? It's it's tied, right? Tied. It's got to be tied. Tied. Yeah. All right. Tied. Yeah, yeah. Tied. One last shout out before we end. If you're listening to this, shout out to you. I appreciate you sticking with us throughout the season. It's been up and down. It's been a lot. A lot of stuff going on. If you took. 45, I don't even know because the stopwatch wasn't working. My phone died. I don't know how long this is. If you took this 40 minutes out of your day or the other 40 minutes you've taken out of your day to listen to any other episode of the Forum Pod, you've been here with us. You're celebrating this journey with us just like we're celebrating this journey with you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. And uh, we're going to keep celebrating this for another one, two, three, four months until February, man. Um, Not five, not six. All right. (laughs) All right. All right. We're going to end the pod with Ali being Ali. Without any further ado, this has been the forum. Not eight. Peace. Peace.